T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Attention terrorists, hold on. Here's Terra's Daily Rant. Okay, Lee, so, I mean, can you imagine if we were in charge of the government right now? Oh, I can imagine, yeah. And Trump Be a was, few changes. Yeah, well, Trump was president, and you know, Trump's administration had told the mainstream media that it was just a conspiracy that COVID was yeah. made in the Wuhan lab. And anybody who said that was a conspiracy theorist, they weren't to be taken seriously and all that. I mean, the media would be screaming bloody murder oh, yeah. about the cover-up. It, it would be absolutely endless. They'd have their best reporters. on They they would have untangled the Wuhan lab years yeah. ago. Yeah. But um, it's the Democrats. And, you know, we give them, we're, we're way too nice to these people. Yes. We really are. Yeah. Given the fact that the Biden administration has lied to us about every turn, about everything having to do with COVID. Um, I mean, the most obnoxious of those lies was the one that told my, tore my family apart. A pandemic of the unvaccinated. Yeah. Take the shot and it won't spread. Yeah, that's. I mean, my kids didn't see members of our family, aunts, uncles, people like that for years because of those yeah. lies. Mm-hmm. So they, this is one of these things. It's not just a government lie where, okay, politicians lie. This, these are the first of their lies to materially impact our lives. I want to go back, and from and this is not anecdotal. This is my, my life. Every member of my family that got the vaccine got COVID-19. Yeah. And Every yeah. single member of my family, and some of the extended family too, that took the vaccine got COVID-19. Every single one of them. 95% effective, they said. And they and, and the thing is, they knew the whole time, Lee. They knew from the beginning, from the trials that were in December, and they started giving it to the public in January. They knew. They knew it wasn't effective. And they lied for months and months. And I said, this is just another one of their lies. And um, our, our guest, actually, with the Heritage Foundation is, is here, so I'm going to jump on Go right ahead. Uh, with, with him. Uh, E.J. Anthony, well, uh, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Well, yeah, well, and you know, you did such a great interview on Battleground ab- about inflation. I mean, here we are. They said, oh, yeah, we'll pass the American Rescue Act. There won't be any inflation. There was. Well, it's just transitory. No, it wasn't. And then, well, you know, it's going away. We, we are fixing it right now. It's going, oh, dear, look at that. Inflation shooting through the roof in January. Is, is this going to get better? Uh, not for a long while. You know, uh, unfortunately, it's going to take some pretty radical changes in Washington, D.C. before things get any better. Uh, you know, the, the sad part about our situation 
is that these are all self-inflicted wounds. It didn't have to be this way. But the silver lining to that is the fact that if we just remove the bad government policies that have created this mess, then the bad effects will also go away. What would that entail? What do we have to do? Oh, first and foremost, we have to stop all the spending. You know, that that is, at the end of the day, the, the real root cause of this inflation. Uh, the spending itself is not what causes the inflation. It's the Federal Reserve's response, which is to print money to cover the deficit that the Treasury can't pay for. That's ultimately what creates too many dollars, what dilutes your purchasing power, and what causes inflation. But you're never, I don't think, ever really going to change that dynamic because I don't think you're ever going to have a Federal Reserve chairman uh, who has the iron will necessary to say no to the Treasury Secretary. You know, at this point, EJ, I'm wondering if their plan isn't to bring down inflation at all, but merely control it enough in order to get to the next printing binge. Like Washington's become like a drug addict. I don't know if you've ever had anyone in your family who's got an addiction. Um, And and there's a a thing called end-stage addiction where, I mean, that's where you're in the drug house, you're lying on the cardboard you know that the next hit might kill you, but you don't care anymore. Um, and, and and I swear that's what's going on here. This is not like the 1970s when they actually meant to bring down inflation so they jacked the interest rates through the roof and stopped printing so it worked. I mean, you've got the Fed printing and you've got the Fed jacking interest rates. What does that do? That brings down inflation just enough so they can say, oh, look, it took down a little bit. Hey, let's print an infrastructure bill. We can do that now. I mean, I really honestly think they've accepted, and I'm just bouncing this off. You see what you think. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. It's my theory. They've accepted 5 to 7% endless inflation and a very poor um, American electorate um, just to get another hit off the printing machine. And, and they'll just keep hiking rates um, as they need to bring it down a little, get the headlines, and go on another printing run. What do you think? Are they doing that? Well, there's, you know, there's already a lot of talk of the Federal Reserve needing to adjust its target inflation rate, which allegedly is 2%. And now there are a lot of people saying, no, it needs to be 3% or even 4% wow. in order to sustain the job market, even though the two things are actually not related at all in the long run. But it is it is that kind of discussion that is ultimately going to lead to exactly that movement to a higher rate of inflation. Why do they want a higher rate of inflation? Because what is inflation? It is ultimately a tax. It is a way for the government to transfer wealth and purchasing power away from you and to its own coffers. I mean, that is literally a tax. That's all it is. We think of it in a lot of other ways, but fundamentally it is a tax. It's just a hidden tax. And so if you can sustain 3 or 4% inflation, that is a 3 or 4% tax on all of your savings, all of your earnings, your wealth, et cetera, every year, year after year for your entire life. Well, give that a decade, 12 years. I mean, Americans are going to be Americans are going to be poor. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're you're talking about prices doubling in less than a generation at 3 or 4% inflation. So by no means is is you know people think oh it's just 3 or 4%, what's the big deal? You know, I think it was Einstein who said uh, compound interest is the most powerful force in the entire universe and it, it really <laughs> is in that sense. So I think this is just a big hose job. I mean, it just looks to me like, hey, we'll fool people as long as possible to keep the printing press running 
as long as possible. But suppose we were to decide we're not going to be poor uh, and the American people were to figure this out because I don't think they've fully figured it out, EJ. What kind of cutting are we talking about in terms of spending to, to get back to normal? Oh, as, as far as the American people go, I mean, it is so sad uh, to look at where the American people are today and compare that to yesteryear. There was a time in this country not that long ago where entire presidential campaigns were waged over the question of whether we should have a central bank or not, of what kind of monetary system we, we should have. And the American people were incredibly monetarily literate, probably the most monetarily literate as opposed to any other people in the entire world. Right. So we need, I think, to educate our fellows and to get back that level of understanding on the part of the American people. And then what does that look like? What's the result of that? The American people will then understand that this kind of government spending is not sustainable. We need radical cuts to the budget. Nothing, nothing can be off the table in the long run when it comes to what we need to cut, because we need to radically, radically reduce how much government is spending. Yeah, it's going to be painful. I mean, when we're looking at an omnibus with, what, $300 billion uh, printed money, largely printed money, just to pay the interest on what we've borrowed? Yeah, I mean, we are we are a very short time away from interest on the debt, net interest being the largest single expenditure in the entire budget, more than defense, more than Social Security, more than, than Medicare, Medicaid, et cetera. And EJ, you know, I find it interesting, too, that it's not just people like me and you saying this. It's easy to dismiss us. I mean, did you see Warren Buffett? He just warned his investors about inflation, said, you know, basically really hard times financially are coming and that, you know, deficits have consequences. This is I mean, this is the guy's a Democrat. Right. And, you know, again, from an investor standpoint, it's not as if uh, you can somehow shield yourself from inflation. Some people are going to do a lot worse than others. The poor, for example, those who have less are going to have even less of the Matthew principle in spades. But from an investor standpoint, inflation causes the price of everything to go up, whether whether that's the stuff you buy, whether that's the price for your own labor, whether that's uh, financial security, stocks, bonds, et cetera, because inflation is a devaluing of the dollar. So anything priced in dollars goes up. Okay. So you may think, well, aren't I better off now that the value of my stocks have gone up. No, not at all, because what you can buy with that money hasn't gone up at all, except now when you go to sell that stock, you're going to pay tax on the nominal price increase of that stock, even though it can't actually buy you any more than the original money you used to purchase that stock in the first place. So the government, once again, is able to confiscate your wealth, is able to transfer wealth from you to their own coffers because of inflation. It's unbelievable. As our Treasury Secretary wanders around, you know, Ukraine, uh, splashing everybody with monopoly money and telling us, oh, no, we got inflation under control. And I mean, her own statistics from her own department say otherwise. That's exactly right. And once again, these are the same people who first told us there was no inflation, then said it was transitory, then said, well, you know, it's just a high class problem. And then they said, well, we have this Inflation Reduction Act and that'll fix it. 
et cetera, et cetera. The same people who were too busy lecturing us on climate change and diversity and other left-wing talking points and ignored the actual facts, the data. Why on earth would we believe today anything they have to say when they have been wrong all the way up until this point? I don't know. I, and I'm wondering, EJ, and I don't mean to put you on the spot. I've been trying to find this answer for a long time. I, I, it doesn't seem to be Googleable. Is it possible for Congress to pass a bill, say, that requires, I don't know, hundreds of billions of dollars of printing and for the Federal Reserve um, to, to make that happen, right, to make all of the spending happen? Is it possible for the Federal Reserve or leader of the Federal Reserve to say, hey, you know what, we're just not going to print it, sorry? Or do they have to print it? Are you saying for the Congress says the Federal Reserve has to do X and then the Federal Reserve says, no, we're not going to do that? Yeah. I mean, like, um, say a leader of the Fed, say Jerome Powell, I mean, theoretically, he could come out and admonish Congress and say, hey, you know, you're going to force us to print this to buy that. If you're going to pass this, you know, that's going to be devastating. He, He could say that. Could he refuse to do it? Oh, I, I suppose he could. I, I don't know what exactly the the fallout from that would be, though. Uh, I mean, at, at the end of the day, you know, the Federal Reserve is this quasi public private institution where it is the banker's bank, but it has been morphed over time uh, into Congress's bank. So it is just a way for for Congress to pay for spending that it cannot afford, that we, the American people, cannot afford. So I, I can't really imagine, to be honest, a scenario in which a Federal Reserve chairman would renege on that bargain. It's not good. It's um, it's really not. It's it's not going to end well. And I think D.C.'s just, E.J. just made the decision that uh, we're just all going to be poor and they're going to print and print. And American people probably never going to figure it out. Maybe they won't. I don't know. I don't know. Well, um, well I mean, it did, it did take a Jimmy Carter to give us a Ronald Reagan. Yeah, it did. So, you know what? And I never thought Trump would make it into office either. I thought it was going to be Hillary all the way. So maybe there's that. Maybe we just have to learn this lesson all over again. EJ, thank you so much for joining us this morning on 106.3 WORD. Terrorists want it. Hear the Terror Show weekday mornings on 106.3 WORD and the Odyssey app.